Welcome to another episode of the UB Pod. Coming up on today's show, Cam Newton's now been placed on IR. He's done for the year. Do you think that Cam Newton's going to last much longer as a Panther? What are your expectations for Duke this season now that Zion's gone? What I hate about college sports in general is how subjective the standings are. So I just want to introduce you now to a very special guest, who's not really a guest, but she's a guest for today's show. Producer Becca, the woman, the myth, the legend, the goat of all podcasting. Becca, welcome to your very first appearance here on the UB Pod. Are you excited? Hi, Doug. I'm really excited to be here. It's kind of weird being on the other side of this, but I'm looking forward to it. Hope I don't fuck this up. (laughs) It's good. I mean, we'll just chill, talk about some sports, see what's going on. That I can do. So, Colin unfortunately had to leave Bloomington for the weekend. (laughs) So he won't be joining us for today. But we have Becca, and that might be even better than Colin. You guys might have to judge. (laughs) We might have to fire Colin. I'm sure he'll love to hear that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm going to enjoy having to record and edit myself because I really enjoy hearing this out of my own voice. Oh, that sucks. And you're also going to have to listen to this like twice through. Mm Mm-hmm. Should be a fun day for me. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, you did volunteer. I did. I'm not upset to be here. I'm actually really excited because I always listen. I'm like, I want to say something, but I'm not going to, like, record myself in because then you'd be like, what the fuck? Well, now you can say something. I know. I'm presenting you the platform that you've been wanting and (laughs) desiring from afar, from the other side of the screen. Yes. And now you finally have that. I know. And I, I... I don't know if I'm ready for it, if I'm being honest, but I'm going to do my best. Oh, you're totally ready. Tell them about yourself. You're you're a sport media major. <laughs> I am. I'm a senior, like Doug, and I'm from Louisville. I'm sorry, can you, can you say that again? Louisville. Louisville? Louisville. Louisville? Where's Louisville? Louisville. Louisville? No. Okay, we're done. <laughs> but so I was born and raised there, but my mom is from the suburbs of Chicago, so I grew up a Chicago sports fan. Oh. Well, I meant to do the wah wah wah. Well, I mean, you are wearing a Cubs sweatshirt, so I know, but right now they're not doing so hot. No, so. but they did beat my Cleveland Indians in the World Series, so you have that over me. <laughs> yes. You know, that was a great game. I cried just a little bit. And I was in my room, it was freshman year, so I was up in my dorm watching in the dark because my roommate, who's actually from Chicago, like the suburbs, and grew up there, wasn't watching at all. And I'm not even from there, so I just thought that was kind of ironic. But, you know, that's just me. And then she woke up because I started screaming. And I took my W flag and ran around the hall with everyone else who cared on my floor. Oh, good. Because I was doing the complete opposite. I was in my room alone during Game (laughs) 7 because throughout the rest of the series, I was watching it with my friends on my floor who were obviously Chicago Cub fans. Yeah. And it was a great time when, you know, we were up 3-1. to And every single game we lost after that, it got a little bit more intense and a little bit more intense. And they started giving me a little bit more shit and a little bit more shit until Game 7 came. And they're like, Doug, it's over. Cubs are going to win this. I'm like, nope. Screw you. I'm watching this in my own room. I don't need to hear (laughs) the fuck you're going to say this whole entire time. And everyone threw a party right across the hall. And this whole game, whenever anything good would happen with the Cubs, they'd come out and start pounding on my door and be like, yeah, fuck you, Doug. Fuck you, Doug. Go Cubs. And then the moment happened where in the, I believe, what was it, 
the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Bottom of the bottom eighth. Of the eighth. Rajay Davis steps up to the plate against Aroldis Chapman. Bam! Yeah. Pops one to deep left field. Gone onto the home run porch in progressive field. Ties the game up. I go crazy. I start talking trash back to my friends. And that was the high point of my entire life. The game ended right after that. Nothing else happened. And that was the end of my night. I mean, it was a great night right after that, right? <laughs> I, I would like to hope it went that way. And then I ended up being sad. But it's yeah. okay. Sad for Doug. Yeah. So we got a big slate <laughs> stuff to talk about today. We do. We got some football. We have some college basketball. I'm very excited about college basketball. Oh, I know you are. Go Cards. <laughs> and we have some NBA power rankings. Mm. So a little bit of, of a few different worlds going on yeah. in today's show. You came for a good one. I did. Although I'm not really sure how much input I'm going to be able to put into this, but I'll give, a, hey, give it a shot. Don't let me make this a monologue. They don't want to hear my voice. That's true. I'm, I'm shaking things up. I'm, I'm a sports journalism major, sports media. I can put in some input. So let's start off with the NFL. Talking about a little bit of football mm-hmm. to kick off this beautiful Wednesday morning, Thursday when they end up hearing this. Yes. Although it's not that beautiful here. It's kind of gross. I'm not really up with this weather right now. <laughs> it's, eh, it's fine. Do you, want, do you want to know there is good weather? Carolina. Mm, that's where my brother is. Really? Mm-hmm. You want to know who else is in Carolina? Cam Newton. For now. For now. Cam Newton, this week, was just put on IR. So there has been talk over the past couple of weeks leading up to the trade deadline. Me and Colin talked about it at nauseum, whether Cam Newton should be traded and they should stick with Kyle Allen and draft a quarterback in the offseason <laughs> for the 2020 NFL draft. And they decided to stick with him. So a lot of people thought that that means he was going to come back and that this injury wasn't going to be very much of a problem. There He was going to come back, replace Kyle Allen. And we get this this week where Cam Newton's now been placed on IR. He's done for the year. So, Becca, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Cam Newton's going to last much longer as a Panther? He's got one year left on his contract next season. So if they're going to get anything for him, they might as well trade him this offseason. But, hey, he's their franchise guy. Do they stick with him? Personally, I think they're going to get rid of him. I don't think he's going to be here after the summer. I think they're going to trade him. Yeah, I mean, they could trade him. They (laughs) could draft another quarterback in this draft. It's a very quarterback-heavy draft. It is. So I think a lot of teams are actually going to be looking to draft a quarterback. I think so. There are a lot of quarterbacks in this upcoming 2020 NFL draft. You have Justin Herbert, you have Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Jake Fromm. There's there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. There are. A lot of teams are going to be looking to draft a quarterback of the future. So I think the Panthers have a few options. I think if they want to get something for Cam Newton, they trade him. Yeah. And they oh, get, for sure. They he... get some picks. He, they would save like $19 million if they traded over the summer, which, um, you know, wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, and they'd be saving money. But if they do decide to keep him, they could also just draft a quarterback in this offseason, maybe see if they could flip Kyle Allen for something if he does finish this year off strong and another team wants to buy into that and allow Cam Newton to help groom the young guy and transition him into the NFL. Then after next season, they just let him walk. They would be missing out on a few draft picks that they could probably get for Cam Newton, but at least they would have the experience 
from him to teach to whoever they end up drafting. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple guys who like could fit into that framework that what Newton's doing. I mean, Tua is a multifaceted quarterback. He's a cannon of an arm. He could still run the ball if he needs to. He's not as big as Cam, but maybe once he hits an NFL weight room, he might be able to become like that. So I think if they can figure out a way to find their quarterback in this draft, maybe Cam Newton could be a help in grooming him for the future. But I do think that if they do get rid of him, they could probably get some decent draft picks, which could also then help them get a better future quarterback. So yeah. I think it would be in their best interest to trade him over the summer. You know, I agree with you. We talked about it, me and Colin. We think that they could probably manage two first-round picks for Cam Definitely. Newton. And that kind of stock, I mean, that's great trade value. You you can't really pass that up on a guy who you would technically let walk after his contract's up if you are drafting a new guy for the future. So, yeah, if I'm the Panthers, I'm looking to trade him this offseason. Yeah, for sure. The only reason why I'm hesitant to think that they might actually trade him is the fact they didn't this regular season. Yeah. So if they really wanted to get the most for him, they would trade him as soon as possible to give another team a year and a half with him before needing to re-sign him. The way it's going to be now, they probably won't get the exact same value that they would have before the trade deadline because now a team who would trade for him would only have one season with him, which is unfortunate for them and unfortunate for the Panthers because they can't get as much of a return on him. So we'll see how that goes. We will. But another quarterback on the East Coast who is making some headlines, Nick Foles. Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Doug Marone has announced that Gardner Minshew will see the bench after the bye week and Nick Foles will return in his starting role at Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback. End of Minshew mania. So that's a good question. Is it the end of Minshew mania for good? I don't think for good. I mean, it's clear that Foles, I mean, he has a better record, so there's, he has that going for him. And, I mean, he's looked good in the past, and he has a Super Bowl. Can't take that away from him. No, you cannot. He's got a big old Philadelphia he, Eagles Super Bowl <laughs> ring. This isn't the end for Mentu, I don't think, but giving him a nice break and mixing it up a little bit to get to the playoffs. And then if he, they want to bring him back in, then he'll be nice and rested, and maybe they'll bring him back. But I always think it's good to kind of mix things up. Yeah, I would personally go with Foles. I agree with Doug Marone's decision. Mm -hmm. Nick Foles is a veteran. He's been on a number of different teams and has been a solid veteran for those teams in the locker room, and he's been a great leader. He's also, like you said, won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. He came in as a backup when Carson Wentz went down with an injury, an ACL tear, and he won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. So he's done it in big moments. He's played well in the playoffs. He's been a great leader for a team. I think you can't pass that up, as well as the fact that the Jaguars just shelled out tons of money to Nick Foles. They did. So if I'm the owner in the front office and the GM, I understand this decision. For sure. They they want to see a return on their investment. They don't want to be shelling out millions of dollars to see little Gardner Minshew running around. Man, have the good guy on the bench, the one they're paying millions for. Exactly. It's a waste of money. It is a waste of money. So from a business decision, I totally get it and yeah. I agree. But from a football decision, it is also a great move because he is shown to be a great quarterback. Now, like you said, if Foles ends up not playing well, 
then, yeah, they could always go to Minshew and figure it out from there. Yeah. But I think they need to see what they got in Foles. They paid a lot of money for him. See if they, he if he can lead this team. I mean, he they're in one of the toughest divisions. They are. The AFC South is actually very hard, and that's something Colin and I have been harping on <laughs> week after week. Yeah. So you got the Colts, Jaguars, Titans, and Texans all in this division. The Colts are looking like a very great team that could make the playoffs. The Texans are looking like a great team that can make the playoffs. We have both of them in our top ten power ranking. Then you have the Jaguars, who have looked good at times but awful at others, like last week against the Texans. But I think with the addition of a guy like Nick Foles, he might be able to get this team back on track. I do think he brings something different, like – Especially considering he's been in this league for a couple of years, he brings a different perspective than Minchu. Like Minchu does bring that like, younger, faster, different kind of mentality. But I think a lot of times it is good to stick with the veteran. So I I definitely see this helping them. And you know, again, if it doesn't work out for him, Minchu will be on that bench, ready, waiting. I'm sure he would be eager to get back out there. Yeah. So. We'll see how Foles does going forward. Like I said, this past week, Minshew didn't look so great. But there are a few other things happening around the NFL, as well as Minshew kind of finding his seat to the bench. Your man, Lamar Jackson. I'm so proud of him. Lamar Jackson in Baltimore beats the undefeated New England Patriots. There may have been some tears (laughs) from my end. But, you know, sports moments... Sometimes make me cry. So what was your opinion of Lamar Jackson in college? Because he was your quarterback. He was. Being a Louisville Cardinal fan, you love Lamar Jackson. Oh, I love Lamar Jackson. And it was really great just because he had a rough past couple. Like when he got into the league, he wasn't taken very – he was kind of overhyped, I think. And everyone was expecting more. And he didn't start off so hot. But this moment for him beating the Patriots and like just – Doing something that no one ever thought was going to be possible. And for it to be a guy who played for my team, it just... Yeah, I mean, he had big expectations because people didn't really expect for him to be a good quarterback. There were NFL uh, franchises that wanted him to transfer over to wide receiver to make it in the NFL. They didn't want to draft him as a quarterback. So he wanted to prove everyone wrong. So the fact that he is in this moment beating one of the greatest quarterbacks and head coaches of all time, beating the best statistical defense of all time in the New England Patriots. It's an incredible feat. Oh, yeah. So, great for Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. The Patriots are no longer undefeated. There you go. Patriots are no longer undefeated. The 49ers are still undefeated. True. How long do you think that's going to last? This week. You think? I think the Seahawks might be able to steal one on the road in San Francisco. And if they don't, this undefeated season's not going to last much longer. The 49ers had one of the easiest schedules to start off the season statistically, but it gets a little tougher now. So this week, like I said, they have the Seahawks. Then next week they have the Cardinals, which they played a very close game against the Cardinals, mm, yeah. but I expect them to beat them because this time they're at home. But then they have the Packers, Ravens, Saints. Ooh. Bang, bang, bang. Three yeah. weeks in a row. So there's no way they're going to feed it. No, one of those are going to fall. Right. So if it doesn't happen against the Seahawks, it'll happen against either the Packers, Ravens, and Saints. And, hey, like that's a great season. Yeah. If you don't lose until week 13, you go like 12-0, and 0, that's crazy. Yeah. Good for you. So we'll see what ends up happening with them. 
They are undefeated right now, and a lot of people really want them to be named the best team in the league, but I can't do it. And I don't know if you saw the power rankings that we had on Instagram. I always see the power rankings, Doug. Well, I don't know if you saw the comments. Oh, Oh, we got some hate. Oh, we got some hate. People were calling for our necks. They were like, how could you have the Patriots at number one? And I said, hey, they weren't going undefeated. They have the statistical best defense in NFL history. They have the greatest quarterback of all time. They have the greatest head coach of all time. They are fine. Yeah. Their offense is starting to put a little bit more targets around Tom Brady, Nikhil Harry, their rookie wide receiver, is supposed to be coming back. They just traded for Mohamed Sanu. I think they're going to be okay. They walked into a game in Baltimore where the Ravens were on a bye week, and the Ravens rightfully won that game. It was a trap game. That was a game that I expected the Patriots to maybe lose. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. I think keeping them at one, I know. I'm sorry, everyone. And trust me, I don't like the Patriots. Like, my cousins are from Boston. And when they win things, they're just, oh, it gets so annoying. Yeah. And I don't want them to win anymore, and I really don't. But they are just such an incredible team. They have such a great defense. And this is coming from a Bears fan. So, I just wish we could have half of, like... Like the toe of Tom Brady on someone else's on our on Trubisky, if that would make him better, please, Tom Brady, if you're listening, give Mitch Trubisky your toe, so then he may be able to make some good passes, connect to his offense, because I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> so today we learned if Tom Brady donates his toe to Mitch Trubisky, Mitch might be able to win a football game. You know, just get a little talent there from your toes. <laughs> Not really, but I, that's a, a girl can dream. Yeah, it's a great plan. But <clears throat> unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's not. I so, have very low expectations. Don't you worry. As a, <laughs> as a Chicago sports fan, you learn to have low expectations. So on Monday night, we had a pretty good matchup against the Giants and Cowboys. For the first half. Yeah. This was a tale of two halves. And, man, did I almost have a heart attack. So, I don't know if any of y'all saw this tweet that I put out. I tweeted the final score of my fantasy matchup. (laughs) And Saquon Barkley decided to give me a heart attack this week. So, the Giants looked pretty decent in the first half. Low-scoring game against the Cowboys, but they were in the game nonetheless. They gave up five points in, like, 50 seconds to end the first half. They should have been up, and they kind of blew that. But now, going back into the second half, they started to fall apart a little bit and kind of lost what they had going in the first half with Daniel Jones throwing some great balls and Saquon Barkley looking pretty solid, had a great run in the second half. So either way... For my fantasy team, I had Saquon Barkley as my last player to play on Monday night. I was playing against the Cowboys' defense. So each had one player left. I had Saquon. He had the Cowboys. I was up by, I believe, four points going into Monday night. So I'm like, okay, this is a breeze. Saquon Barkley versus the Cowboys' defense. No way Saquon doesn't outscore the Cowboys' defense. Man, I did not expect what was yeah, coming next. Yeah, got whooped. So... Saquon Barkley only had three points, fancy points in the first half. Then the second half, he started to pick it up. They started to play through him more. He broke a really big 50-yard run. And right then I said, it's over. 
I won this fantasy matchup. He broke this big run. I'm up by, I believe it was eight points, eight fantasy points. This is over. I don't need to worry anymore. Then, Daniel Jones happened. This man throwing interceptions, losing fumbles, and I was about to have a heart attack. The score became closer and closer, and then finally, on one of the last plays of the game, there's literally five seconds left in this ballgame. Nothing more needs to happen. You literally just take a knee, accept it, you're down by 20-plus points. Well, the Giants try to throw in the ball with Daniel Jones and get some points to end the game and look decent on the, on the scoreboard. Daniel Jones loses the football. Cowboys scoop and run it all the way back to the house for a fumble for a touchdown recovery. And I almost had a heart attack. I was like, oh, no. I don't want to look at fantasy. I have no idea. I think that play just made me lose this week in fantasy. I almost cried. Open up the fantasy app on my phone, and what do I see? I just barely notched out a win. I had 109.2, and he had 108.5. Wow. I won this week in fantasy by .7 fantasy points. The Cowboys' defense <laughs> almost won this man the game from yeah. a scoop-and-score fumble-return touchdown. Man, that would have been upsetting. Yeah. This so, is why I don't play fantasy. Yeah, I, fantasy, it sucks. It, it's I, great, but it sucks. I I just, I wouldn't, mm-mm, I can't do it. I tried fantasy baseball once. And That's a commitment. It was a commitment, and I was terrible at it because I... Mostly I would forget to, to do Sounds to move right. my players. Yeah, I would too. But the thing is I I could definitely be better at it if I like really, really put my heart into it. I definitely couldn't be good at NFL because I'd be like Odell Beckham Jr. I have That's him all my I team got. and he sucks. I know. That's what I'm we need saying. You throw the ball more. What the hell? But I'm just saying I wouldn't know anyone because I just know so too much about baseball. If there I could do a hockey fantasy, that I'd be good at. Who would be your number one pick in fantasy hockey? I would choose Connor McDavid because that guy is unreal and also kind of cute. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> Not yet for the cute. I mean, I don't really know what he looks like, but I'm sure he's beautiful. Beautiful man. Only beautiful men play hockey and get their teeth knocked out. See, that's that's the problem. They're all so nice looking, but then they all have fake teeth, so I don't really know why I like them so much. Uh because they're they're uh, they're rough. They're rugged. Yeah, I like a nice rough rugged. <laughs> you hear that? Anyone who's listening, my name is Becca. I'm very very single. I cry at sporting events, <laughs> and you know, I'm looking for a job too. So if anyone wants to hire me, let me know. Man, Becca just plugging herself in the middle. Probably of this. gonna delete this. <laughs> so, I might have suffered a bad, almost a near bad beat. A team that did suffer a bad beat this week was the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings had the Chiefs. They were on the road in Kansas City, but no Patrick Mahomes. But, man, did that Vikings defense make Matt Moore look like Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Matt Moore was throwing the ball all all over the field, had a deep touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. And this man, I swear to God, he, he had to be the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know where it came from. I, I don't know if it was the Vikings defense or Matt Moore just being Matt Moore. So this Chiefs team, they're legit. 
yeah. from top to bottom, even the backup quarterback, they can, he can at least win some football games against a good Vikings team. So I'm interested to see what happens this week against the Titans. Will yeah. Patrick Mahomes play or not? I mean, they haven't released anything, but I would assume that if he's healthy enough to play, they would put him out there. But at the same time, doesn't really completely look like they need him. And if, in my opinion, if I were part of the Chiefs coaching staff, I would want a more healthy Patrick Holmes. And if he could rest another week, then I would let him rest. Yeah. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to do everything he can to come back this week because that's how he is. He wants to be on the field and play. But if I'm Andy Reid and I'm the Chiefs, I'm holding back a little bit because I just saw Matt Moore beat a good Vikings team, and now you're going up against a not-so-great Titans team. So if you think you could win this game without him, you give him the extra week because you don't want to – aggravate anything in a game that you're kind of already expecting to win definitely so if it was me personally i think i'm sitting patrick mahomes at least one more week to make sure he is going to be good to go in the future because you know you're trying to make a playoff run right now and if you lose patrick mahomes and he re-aggravates this injury that's going to spell some issues for the chiefs going forward so i would hope to see him on the field but if he's the least bit unhealthy, you got to put him on the sideline for one more week yeah. because you have some good opponents coming up. The Chiefs have a rough schedule <laughs> right after this Titans game. So I want to see Patrick Mahomes out there for the games that matter. So Definitely. they have the Titans, then they have the Chargers, and then they have their bye week. Then following their bye week, they have to play the Raiders, and the Raiders are a good team. That's a divisional matchup. The Raiders, Kyle and I have been talking about, could sneak in to be a wild card spot. And, hey, if the Chiefs fall off even more, maybe they could make a push for the division. So you don't want to let that happen no. where Patrick Mahomes is out longer than he needs to be and you let a team like the Raiders come back on you. Definitely not worth the risk. No. So you have a tougher schedule coming up down the stretch. Rest him for a game that you think you might be able to win with your backup quarterback after you just won a game against the Vikings, who are a better football team. So that's what I would be doing. We agree on that. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how Week 10 goes in the NFL season. Yeah. But we have another sport that's in Week 1, college basketball. So excited. It's back, baby. What it do, baby? (laughs) Welcome back, college basketball. I missed you college basketball because I was abroad for last college basketball season. And so it was kind of relative in my life. I was keeping up with it because I was like, oh, we have Romeo Langford. We're going to be awesome. We still sucked. We missed the, the tournament again, IU. So IU has not made the NCAA tournament since we've been in college. And it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world. Yep. Especially when your mom was here in 87. Oh, great. So she got to witness the championship. Oh, yeah. She got to witness the chair championship. She witnessed the infamous chair throw. She she came to a game, I think, our sophomore year. My mom looks at me and goes, these are not your mother's Hoosiers. I was like, Mom, these are not the Hoosiers I wanted either. <laughs> so we've actually had better luck in football than basketball Seriously, since we've been here. football school now? Yeah, we're a football school. We're 7-2. and two. <laughs> We made a bowl game, 
and we got Penn State coming up. We'll probably lose next week against Penn State because we had a bye this week. So we'll go seven and three. Then we got Michigan, and maybe we could pull something off there. I would love to pull something off because my brother and my dad, my brother is also a Michigan alumni, are coming, and it would be just amazing. If I could just sit there in that stadium and pull out a huge win. Yeah, that'd be huge. So we are a football school now. Yeah. But I hope that we do play well this year in basketball. I'll be at Assembly Hall for most of the games. I have season tickets. So I will be there at Assembly Hall. Let's talk about some of the teams around the NCAA who are a little bit better than our Hoosiers who aren't even ranked. Yeah, that's not hard. So. (laughs) Sad. So to start off the preseason, the AP Top 25 went Michigan State at 1, Kentucky ranked number 2, Kansas ranked number 3, Duke ranked number 4, Louisville ranked number 5. Felt like I had to throw in your Louisville Cardinals in there and round out the top 5. Honestly, after everything they went through, after everything I've gone through as a UofL Cardinal basketball fan, and especially now that IU sucks, have one team that I care about and I am definitely going to head down there for some games because my family has tickets and I'm super excited to watch. Well good because they might be moving up these boards quite soon. Yeah. So the first games of the season commenced last night on Tuesday night. Michigan State fell to Kentucky and Duke was able to top Kansas. So the lesser mm-hmm. seed between those two games. So the two seed beat the one seed and the four seed beat the three seed. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that changes the numbers, if it does. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if it was up to me, I would not be dropping any of those teams out of the top four because you made them play each other. And I think it's too early also. Like, it's the first games of the season. Right, and you made them play each other. So, if anything, you put Kentucky at one, you put Michigan State at two or three, and you put Duke at two or three, and then you put Kansas at four. That's the way you got to order it. Yeah. You just got to order it the top four based off who just won that because, you, I mean, what I hate about college sports in general is how subjective the re- the standings are. The fact that it matters how much you win by. The fact it matters who you're playing on what day or whatever. Like, like, like to me, I, I could totally see Michigan State or Kansas falling out of the top four, and I think that's stupid because you made the top four teams play. But, yeah, so your <laughs> Louisville Cardinals might be able to make it up there soon, hey, though. I'm we'll hoping. See. What are your hopes for the season for the Cardinals? Obviously I, make the tournament. Oh, yes, of course, because I don't think IU's going to make it, so I need one team in there. But I definitely just I, – I'm excited because they got a really good new class, the freshman class, Coach Mack has been recruiting like crazy and legally. Don't forget about the legal part. And I think he is just kind of turning around this team because in their most recent years, like after that year, we didn't even like have the option to make it to the tournament or to go. And it was just, it's been a very sad couple of years down there in Louisville. I want a good game against Kentucky. Ugh, that I need, I want to go, even though it's at Kentucky and I hate Kentucky with all my being. And But I will say Kentucky looks really good and they got a lot of good freshman recruits and, Tyrese Maxey, like, okay, it's fine. Um, yeah, he looked really good last night, too. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I can't, I have to say it, and I hate myself for it. I'm going to wash myself, my mouth out with soap later, but they look really good, <laughs> Kentucky, and, like, that pains me. So, Maxey actually dropped 26 points on number one, one ranked Michigan State, and Michigan State has some great players as well. 
like Cassius Winston, who's coming back, who could be a huge leader in this Michigan State team to make a push for the national championship. They made the Final Four last year. They have Tom Izzo as head coach. It's a great team. And Kentucky and Cal Perry were able to top them last night. So I'm interested to see how these teams play out down the stretch. Who's your pick to win the national championship this year? Oh, Is it going to be a homer pick? Uh, See, I, I... I never want to pick my team, but I just think, I do definitely think Louisville is going to be in the Final Four. After 2013, I don't want to get my hopes up again because, wow, that banner is just gone. But I do think that Coach Mack is a very different coach, and I honestly have very high hopes, and I at least think Final Four, if not Final Two. For winner, I hate to say it, but I don't want to say it. Okay, well, I'll say it for you. I think Kentucky's going to win the national championship. They looked great last night against Michigan State, who is ranked number one. They have pretty deep roster with Coach Calipari, who is one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. And I'm looking at their schedule now. They play some decent teams, so they'll face adversity early before the tournament. They have to play Ohio State, who's currently ranked 18th. They have to play Louisville, like you said, who are currently ranked 5th. They have to play Texas Tech, who are currently ranked 13th. Auburn, they're 24th. LSU, they're 22nd. And Auburn again, 24th. And Florida, who is ninth or 6th. That is a lot of top 25 teams. Definitely, they never usually have a very easy schedule. They have a really good recruiting class this season, and already Tyrese Maxey, had the most points of any player in the whole league or well in all of college basketball last night so you know and if it's Michigan State they're they also have a pretty deep roster too and we'll just we'll see how it goes but I have a question for you Doug yes what are your (laughs) what are your expectations for Duke this season now that Zion's gone Uh, I don't know honestly I haven't gotten to looking at these players yet. I don't know much about this new Duke roster. So Duke, I don't think, is going to be as good this year because they're missing out on guys like Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and even Cam Reddish, who went in the lottery for this past NBA draft. So that's three big guys they're missing. And they're not bringing back a ton of guys who had a significant role from last season. But, yeah, I, I'm going to have to look into Duke more going forward. I just I don't think it's their year compared to what we saw last year. They just were so top-heavy last year, and they don't have that this year. Definitely. They do have guys like Trey Jones, who looked good last night with 15 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds. Almost there on a triple-double, at least a double-double. They got Cassius Stanley... These guys, they're just—they're not as good. They're not as good as RJ and Cam Reddish and Zion. So they're going to fall off a little bit from last year to this year, and that's only rightfully so. I mean, Duke had one of the best recruiting classes in the nation last season. So how how can you overcome that? It's hard to. So it's hard when you lose a big piece of your team, but you know they're still ranked fourth. Coach K is famous for his recruiting and just how he coaches overall and. For their sake, I'm not worried about them doing good things this season. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Kentucky's definitely my preseason favorite, though. 
Moving on now from college basketball to pro basketball, the NBA. Let's do our NBA power rankings. Becca, yes. Do you have your own power rankings, or were, are you just gonna discuss? I would be happy to discuss. Growing up, I was more of a college basketball person, but I'm trying to get more into the NBA. So I would like your education, Doug. If I have anything to add, I'll let you know. So, at number ten, I have the Suns. The Suns have looked pretty decent to start off the season. And I think that they can continue this going forward. I'm interested to see just how they'll play once they start picking up in the season and the schedule. I mean, it's still very early. But they are playing without DeAndre Ayton in their winning games. Monday night, they just beat the 76ers, who I think are one of the best teams in the NBA. They've also beaten... The Grizzlies, the Warriors, not so great. But they beat the Clippers, though it was without Kawhi. They played a close game with the Jazz, barely lost by one point. Also played a close game with the Nuggets, only lost by one point. So I think the Suns team is legit. If you could beat a Clippers team that made the playoffs last year without Kawhi, I think that's a great win, even when they don't have their superstars. If you could beat a 76ers team who I think is one of the best teams in the league, I think that's also incredible. And if you can play teams like the Nuggets and Jazz, who are also top 10 teams, close, then I think that's the start of something. So I like the Suns, and I'm interested to see what they do going forward when DeAndre Ayton does finally return. At number nine, I have the Jazz. They got Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, I like the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, exactly. Like He's great. And they got Mike Conley in the offseason, and... I think they still need time to start to put it together a little bit. Oh, 100%. I think Donovan Mitchell's already, like, shown up, and he's been kind of on the watch for the Jazz for years, but I think he just kind of needs more around him. They have Donovan Mitchell. They added Mike Conley. They have Rudy Gobert. I think they're off to a slow start, but I think that slow start's going to start picking up a little bit. So we'll see what happens with them. I have them at number nine. Number eight. I have the Miami Heat. Miami is looking pretty good this year. And it's probably the biggest surprise team, in my opinion, so far this season. They're a very young team. They have Tyler Hero, who they just drafted. They have Kenneth Nunn, who has looked pretty solid for them to start off the season, who's another rookie. They have Derek Jones Jr., who's been playing out of his mind, this typical high-flying Duncan basketball he's always played. And you've got Jimmy Butler leading this young team along the way. So the Heat are looking way better than I think anyone could have expected them to. So I have them at number eight. Yeah, and I think they have a lot of, like they do have Jimmy Butler, obviously the veteran who kind of rallies them all together. I think the young, uh, the young roster they've built will definitely help them Move forward, for sure. Yeah, so at number seven, I have the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks, they have Kristaps Porzingis, who's finally healthy. I can't believe you pronounced that correctly. I wouldn't even know how to say that. Here's another one for you. Luka Doncic, who is also a beast. And I think they're starting to come together a little bit. They're starting to figure out how that duo's going to play. And they're looking pretty good, and they're beating good teams. So they've already beaten the Nuggets, and... Wizards, Pelicans. So Nuggets are a good team. Pelican Wizards, they're okay. But 
they played the Lakers very close, and I think that's what impressed me the most about this team is that they hung in a fight against a very good Lakers team. So I like the Mavericks going forward. I'm interested to see how they're going to play against good competition because so far they haven't completely shown it. They did lose the Trail Blazers. They lost to the Nuggets, or they beat they lost the Lakers, but they beat the Nuggets. So we'll see how they play going forward. I like their young core though. So I have them at seven. At six, I have the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets could start creeping up the power rankings in the future, but right now they haven't really showed it yet. They have a very deep roster, and they have a team that I think is built for a pretty solid playoff run. It's very interesting to see a team like the Nuggets who doesn't really have one huge superstar but have several guys who can contribute, and I think that's going to be very interesting. I think their biggest superstar is Jokic, but I don't think Jokic is on that level of like a Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron. Like they don't have a big like stud name like that. Jokic is an emerging star in the NBA, but the fact that he's the biggest name brand on the team is kind of astounding uh, to have like a team like that. That the most name brand name name brand guy is Jokic, who doesn't carry the same weight as. Jimmy Butler yeah. and uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. You don't have that big headliner. So it's interesting to see this Nuggets team play. And I like the Nuggets. At five, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that Giannis is going to continue to have a great season. He needs to figure out how to not foul so much because he's already <laughs> fouled out of the game a few times, yeah. which ended up hurting him against the Miami Heat. They ended up losing that game because he fouled out in overtime. So... I think that this is going to be a good team. I'd like to see them not be so Giannis-centric. Yeah. Because I don't think he could do it all and compete with the teams in the league, both the East and the West, because the East is starting to pick it up and have deep rosters like the Celtics and 76ers. Mm -hmm. And clearly the West is very good and loaded. So I would like to see the Bucks start to pick it up around Giannis. Definitely. But I have them at five. They're yeah. a solid team. I do think a lot of teams are either they have, like, a pair of, like, two really good players or they have just one player that they play around, like Giannis. Right. Or like Donovan. Here's another name for you. Yeah. Antetokounmpo. Jesus, what are all these names? Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Can you say that? No. Say that three times fast. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. The fact that I want to, like, do this for a living and, like, go up there and I can't pronounce people's names is going to work really well for me in the future. Oh, don't worry. Like, that's a very known thing that no broadcasters can pronounce names. They always screw them up. Especially when I do hockey. Because hockey guys have terrible names. Like, they all have ski and little... I, I tried my best. Ovechkin. That I can do. So back to basketball. Sorry. <laughs> At four, I had the Celtics. I just spoke about them. They're yeah. a very deep team. Uh, Brad Stevens is head coach, one of the best head coaches. They're looking pretty solid. I want to keep seeing them making steps forward. I love Kemba. That addition was fantastic. He's essentially Kyrie without the ego. <laughs> I think he's going to be a better fit for a team that Brad Stevens likes to coach, and that is very team-oriented type game where he doesn't like iso ball so much. Yeah, I, I've always liked the Celtics. I mean, now they don't have them, but when they had Terry Rozier, I kept up with them a lot, and I always thought they were a good oh, team. Oh, that's my guy. I love Terry. I love Terry Rozier. So at number three, I have the 76ers. I had them at two last week, so that means I haven't fallen a little bit. Yeah. But... The 76ers are one of the best teams in the NBA. 
They literally only fell because they just lost to the Suns. So I think going forward, they're going to be a solid team with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. They have Al Horford now, and they have Tobias Harris. That That's a loaded roster. Yeah, for sure. So I love the 76ers. I have them as my finals pick in the East. So I have them at three. Great team. Yeah. Number two, I have the Clippers. This is the first time that we, in our power rankings I'm going to have the Clippers not at number one. Really? Yes. What changed? What changed is that they have not played the type of basketball that they played to start off the season beating the Lakers. And what changed is that I also have the Lakers at one. Ah, yes. I think the Lakers have picked it up while the Clippers have stayed even, if not maybe dipped a little bit. Yeah. It's still super early. It's only the third week so far. So we have a lot of basketball left to play. 82-game schedule. But today... I think I would say the Lakers are the better team. So that's going to be tough for people to swallow because the Clippers sure. did beat the Lakers in a head-to-head. But I think the Lakers have been trending upwards and the Clippers have been trending downwards. Not much downwards, but at least stayed flat. So I like the Lakers right now. And we talked about it the last time we did power rankings is the fact that you got LeBron James with Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis can take over a game by himself. Mm-hmm. So you can give LeBron and these older guys on the Lakers roster a rest. Definitely. So I'm really liking the Lakers right now. I think they're playing great basketball. They only have lost to the Clippers. I believe they're on a six-game win streak. They're looking pretty solid. So I have the Clippers at number two and the Lakers at number one. How do you feel about that power ranking? I mean, I honestly can see it just flipping every like every week because I, I just think a lot of teams these at least in these last few years, I'm excited for it to not be the Warriors to be honest, and I just I've I've always really liked the Bucks and I'm excited to watch them keep going, but I just think the Clippers and the LA they're just they've just built such deep rosters with these pairings of, like, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and I don't like Anthony Davis because he was from Kentucky, so, like... <laughs> but, see, I can I can really relate everything back to... College basketball. Yeah, so then Montrez Harrell's on the Clippers, so, obviously, we, we got a lot of... got a lot of places close to home, but I just... It's crazy the rosters they build these days just... Yeah, there usually is, like, one LeBron James or one just key player, but I just think these days... They, it's not just about one. You need more. And I think that teams are getting better about that. Yeah, so I totally agree. There's a lot of big powerhouses in the West, a lot of duos around the it's NBA gonna be a in hard general. Division. So, yeah, so we'll see what ends up happening. But like you said, it, it, these power rankings could flip-flop back and forth between the L.A. teams and the 76ers, and maybe mm-hmm. another team sneaks back up there. But, yeah, it, it's going to be an exciting season. Yeah. I'm so, going to keep more up with it than I usually do. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, it's hard. You go, you're living Louisville your entire life, and it's all college. Right. So now I'm watching all my college boys run off into the NBA, so we're going to we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's finish off the show with some NFL picks. We'll just kind of run through this quickly, but here are my NFL picks for the week. I got the Giants over the Jets in the Meadowlands. Jets are technically the home team, but, I mean, they're playing in the Meadowlands, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton of Giants fans there. I don't think when the Giants and Jets play each other, it ever feels like a home game for either team. It kind of feels like a home 
game for both teams, I guess you could say. They're playing in their home stadium. I mean, you get the Jets season ticket holders filling out most of it, but at the same time, there's so many Giants fans. I know that my family is Giants fans, and they have Jets season tickets just because they're cheaper. <laughs> so, like, people do that, you know? Oh, yeah. So, we'll see what ends up happening, but I think the Giants have this one. The Giants looked great against the Cowboys in the first half on Monday night, like I said. Obviously, that changed in the second half, but the Jets aren't really great right now. Sam Darnold seeing ghosts in the in the secondary. So I think you'll see ghosts again, Giants win in the Meadowlands. Then I have the Cardinals over the Buccaneers. I think it's going to be a close game. It's in Tampa Bay. So I'm hesitant to take the Cardinals as road dogs. But, hey, Cliff Kingsbury looked great against the 49ers. And that has me pretty excited for this pick. I think that Cardinals walk in Tampa Bay, beat them as road dogs. So I got them as my second pick. And at my third pick, I have the Rams over the Steelers. This is another game a little bit hesitant about. Steelers are starting to pick things up. Yes, they don't have Ben Roethlisberger, and they're starting Mason Rudolph at quarterback. But they looked good this past week with a good win against the Colts. And they've started to look a little bit better, and their defense is solid. Man, is their defense solid. I think that their defense is going to give Jared Goff the fits in Pittsburgh, so I'm a little bit nervous about this pick. But the Rams are coming off a bye, so I'm going to take them as the road favorites in Pittsburgh. Then my fourth pick. This is a little bit risky of a pick, and I don't know why I'm doing it. You just love your brownies. I, I, I love I love to hate myself. <laughs> so with my fourth pick, I'm taking the Browns over the Bills. It's in Cleveland. Cleveland has not won a home game yet this season. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So well they've only played, I believe, two. That's true. Played the Titans at home and the Seahawks at home. So they've only played two home games. And they haven't won. They're probably pretty eager to try to win one at home for the home fans. I know a lot of guys are pretty pissed off about the way the season's going right now. I think they're going to be under pressure to win this game, even though I said that against the Broncos and that didn't happen. But the fact they're home, maybe that's actually going to mean something. So with hesitation, I take the Browns over the Bills. I think being home will help them. You guys got a lot of energy over there in Cleveland. I I experienced it firsthand. A lot of energy in First Energy Stadium. Yes. Oh. (laughs) Dog check. (laughs) This is what happens when you work in Cleveland all summer. You just learn all the lingo. And my final pick of the week, I have the Vikings over the Cowboys. Mm. This is going to be a great game. This is going to be in Dallas. Vikings are coming off a loss. Cowboys are coming off a big win in primetime. So for that reason, I think the Vikings are going to take this one. Vikings think that they should have won this game against the Chiefs last week. They're going to be kind of pissed off coming out of the gates hard. Kirk Cousins didn't look good that last week, so I think he's going to be looking to prove himself this week in Dallas. I have the Vikings over the Dallas Cowboys. I think that'll be a good game. My only pick is that I think the Bears are going to lose and just keep losing. So, I have low hopes. So I should totally hop on that bandwagon and, <laughs> and just talk about how bad my team is and the Browns and pick against them, but for some reason I'm deciding to pick for them. Because I'm an idiot, but it's fine. You know, you know, you have more passion, and you believe in them more than I will ever really believe in the Bears for now until they show me something. 
And until Mitch Trubisky steps up his game and doesn't just leave it all on the defense. Not that our defense is looking so hot either. But, you know, our offense just sucks ass. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. So that's going to just about wrap it up for this show. Becca, you got any final thoughts for for the listeners? Well, thank you for letting me join today. I promise I will be better in the future and actually contribute more. But next time, next time I will be better. I promise. Maybe you could stop by for a show and just kind of skip class a few times. Because the problem with Becca not being on the show is that she has class. So she, she can't make it. It's my sports guys in class. So I am talking about football, what you guys are talking about, but... Not for you. <laughs> I'd rather you be here live, hanging out with us. Well, next semester I'll be more available because I don't have class this early. Oh, good. So you guys hear that firsthand. Right when the college basketball season's picking up when we come back from break. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Becca will be there. Oh, yeah. You, I got you for all the your NCAA needs, all your NBA needs, even if Doug is up for it, some hockey. Oh, man, hockey. He tells me he doesn't know enough about hockey, so we're gonna we're gonna educate hockey. him because I love hockey. Yeah, well, growing up in Cleveland, we don't have a pro hockey team. Well, I grew so. up in Louisville. But your parent, your mom mother, is from Chicago, yes. so you're a Blackhawks fan. Yeah, both of my parents. My mom's from New Jersey, and like she never cared about Not hockey and sports really. And then my dad is from Cleveland, so yeah. Well, there you go. But yeah, so we're gonna learn some about hockey. The moral of the story: I'll be back. And I'll be better, back and better than ever. Goodbye. So thank you, Becca, for joining us today. Anytime, On the show, on the UB pod. You are the GOAT, the GOAT producer. And thank you all for listening. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FinishTheBiz, at FinishTheBiz on both Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, we have all the updates around many different leagues. And you'll be able to stay up to date there. So turn on notifications and follow us for up-to-date analysis of sports also follow us on twitter so you can see our power rankings our picks of the week we play nfl and nba pickums as well as college pickums in our instagram stories so follow us on instagram so you can play the pickums in our stories and yeah send the podcast to your friends and family we are on spotify apple Podcasts, just about anywhere you get your podcasts so thank you for joining us and see you next time